Welcome to the Agoracom Podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put on important news. For those of you who believe in the future of artificial intelligence, that's a few of you who believe in the future of our intelligence. For the rest of you who've gotten swept up finally because of the, the massive launch and success uh, and notoriety of ChatGPT that just came out, I don't know, seems like ages ago, but it's about a month ago. You're going to love this interview with Datametrics AI, which trades in Canada, the stock symbol DM, and for our friends in the U.S. under DTMXF. Uh, this is a real small cap company that's delivering artificial intelligence solutions to the highest levels of government, global conglomerates. And that's why CIO Review, which is a leading uh, print and digital magazine that's recognized the company as the most promising Canadian tech company for the 2022 calendar year that just passed. And I'm sure it's going to repeat in 2023. Some of the highlights, because we want to make sure we differentiate data metrics from everybody else that's just talking the talk. They've just completed the first phase of a $40 million artificial intelligence con government contract that's to help in the defense of Canadian cybersecurity initiatives. Uh, over $2.4 million in artificial intelligence contracts from a Silicon Valley technology company. You'll notice in both of these, I don't even know the names of these uh, entities. None of us do. This is, that's how secretive AI is right now. Latte, which is a multi-billion dollar South Korean multinational conglomerate the United States Air Force and on and on. And the company and, uh, and the company's doing tens of million dollars in revenue and growing. Marshall, welcome back, my friend. Let's talk about Nexology and Nexus Smart. Happy to be here, George. Let's do it. Hey, before we dive into the amazing work you've done, and that's been backed by contracts, some of the stuff I just read, how great is it, you know, or how helpful has it been that ChatGPT has put AI into the minds and mouths of everybody on the planet because they're finally blown away because they had their first interface with it. How What's that done for data metrics in terms of just awareness and finally people understanding your business? Well, as far as awareness and people and understanding our business um, is concerned, it's really kind of taken the lid off, right? Because AI... I guess in the past, AI has really been in the realm of like academics, large corporations, things like this. You don't see it on a day-to-day -day basis. You actually probably interact with AI, but you don't know it. And it's not at your forefront. Like, um, I don't know, when you're buying on Amazon or shopping online, right. you're definitively interacting with AI. It's telling you to buy more stuff, right? Um, you may, some people have self-driving cars. There's smart devices, you know, your phone's listening. There's AI behind the responses on your phone, et cetera. But what this has really done is brought it to the level of every man, okay? So you're removing it from the realm of, you know, just purely large corporations, uh, governments, people with, you know, reams and reams of money that are able to take advantage of these systems and able to afford them, afford the people to work them, you know, to get the answers out of the data they need, et cetera. But with something like ChatGPT that you mentioned earlier, they've taken those AI models and they've, they've put an interface on it that's approachable, right? So the really? average person can approach it, they can interact with it, et cetera. So for us, the awareness that AI works and 
that it is accessible to the average person is going to open up all kinds of doors. And it already is. You know, we've been at this for a decade now, and we've been supplying AI solutions to all kinds of different people, you know, some of them which you named earlier. But we got very mature solutions. The problem has always been twofold. Uh, one is accessibility, like I said. Um, you know, AI traditionally has required you know lots of money, lots of effort, um, lots you know of investment, et cetera, to get it to get you know proper outcomes from it. A lot of computing um, power. A lot of a lot of computing interface. power. But you know, all that's coming to a head right now. The computing power. You know, we've seen that over the past two decades where you have, you know, computing power on demand with the cloud, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, Azure, these type things. And also now we've got smartphones, so you have an interface in your hand. And now you have an interface inside stuff like chat GPT that we that allows you to interact with that AI in a very simple manner. And, and you know, very, for, but but very impactful result, right? Absolutely. It's so simple. And then people are just amazed by the result they're getting out of it. So I can only imagine what you guys have done for some of the clients or unnamed clients uh, that that you blow that you're blown away. Well, right now, you know, you mentioned some of the contracts we're under the uh, accessibility of our products has been a focus of ours over the past you know year or two. So we have been working very heavily, not only you know with our clientele, but also with some partner companies. Um, to bridge that gap that we're talking about. So, you know, we've had this crazy powerful AI tech in use and for, you know, like we said, Canadian government, United States government, different entities in NATO, uh, Samsung, LG, et cetera. Um, and it's been used on a number of fronts, right? Not only just say government applications like, you know, the military or governance, but we also see it in use and say governance inside private corporations like in Samsung where they're filled, you know, they filter emails with these type of things. But what we don't see is the ability of say the layman to make use of this. Now, how do you do that in a, um, for your small business or how do you do it for yourself? Right. Uh, well, that's the type of thing. And that's the, where we're going next in AI. And it's also, you know, our privilege to be able to bring this stuff forward. You know, we have been working on that, like I said, with the governments, with a couple of other companies in order to you know, remove the barrier to entry to AI. And with these new UI UX efforts that we've been doing and the accessibility that you know, we're getting ready to provide, the Nexology you know, tools are going to be accessible to everybody. There's going to be a day when this interview, right, I'm going to hop into Nexus Smart in a second, but. There's gonna be there might, there's gonna be a day where it, where this interview is gonna be the Marshall Gunter AI avatar and George Scholes AI avatar. They're just <laughs> talking to themselves while everyone's watching, and maybe their AIs are absorbing it and taking out and extracting what they want. That's the amazing possibility of AI, right? Well, that's one of them, George. Um, and when that day does happen, you and I'll be sitting here watching it, taking notes, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do a bit of a deep dive. Nexology is the division. Nexus Smart is your AI technology. First of all, now that we got probably a lot more people watching and listening, thanks to ChatGPT, what is Nexus Smart? Without getting too technical because we're not AI experts, what's Nexus Smart? Sure. So Nexus Smart is our open source intelligence platform. 
it analyzes like massive amounts of data in minutes in order to empower investigative professionals to focus on their tradecraft, right? So it kind of automates away all the data busy work using like scientifically validated methods, artificial intelligence methods. And really what it allows you to do is shorten your time to insight. So take that data, make useful, um, you know, data insights, actionable insights out of it in seconds, not hours. And this has been built in conjunction with, say, the Canadian government, defense research, U.S. government, NATO, all kinds of other people. Um, And, you know, years and years of battle tested, you know, social media, traditional media intelligence combined with the latest AI, deep learning um, and NLP techniques that allow us to, you know, manifest things before they become a threat. So, you know, that's what really sets Nexus Smart apart from, you know, some of its competitors is we're a discovery engine. We're not just a monitoring tool and stuff. We can tell you about things that are going to be trending in two days or what's going to bite you in seven days or, you know, why, you know, why is this baseline change now? And what, you know, do you need to be paying attention to it in order not to have a disaster down the line? You know, for instance, you know, in uh, let's take HR, for instance, you know, human resources, we have companies that use this consume internal email and they can tell when, you know, either a person or a division or even, uh, you know, one team all the way, you know, back and forth, macro to micro. If somebody's having a bad time, you know, has their productivity decreased, has it increased, et cetera. And, you know, by being ahead of that game, you know, you're way better positioned to make good decisions around your business, your personal life, anything we're using this for. Is Nexus Smart what various governments use on social media in order to combat misinformation, disinformation campaigns. So they weren't just monitoring what was happening right now, but you were able to tell them, hey, we think there's going to be a problem. People are going to say George Tolis is going to be the best prime minister ever, and that's going to be false information. <laughs> but is that is that why is that why it's so why it's so successful? Whereas others just talk the talk? Well, that's one reason. Um but yeah, we are definitely able to track in, I guess, for lack of a better term, fake news across the internet, in addition to other narratives. Like we can track any narrative, whether it's fake news or you know, a movie premiere, it doesn't matter. And we can tell you, hey, where did these originate? Where, you know, how is the rumor spreading? You know, how's the information spreading? How's it going viral? What's the veracity of it? You know, are the contents bots, et cetera. Um, and there's even an example of that on our website, you know, that we were doing with the U.S. government. We've released a paper that was done in conjunction on datametrics.com in conjunction with the United States government about um, misinformation during the COVID uh, pandemic. Right. And that was a big one. So, you know, go take a look. You know, we we can even nail that down all the way down to the people in some cases, the people that started the rumor to begin with. Yeah. And that's. And again, the success is in the contracts that you've announced and that you've been involved in. uh, And that's a big differentiator for everybody. So how does it relate? It almost feels like NexaSmart is several levels above ChatGPT. But then again, I'm not an expert in everything ChatGPT can do. I I understand it. But how does it relate to, you know, ChatGPT and and OpenAI style technology, if at all? Well, they're both built very similarly. And that's how they relate. Okay, so in the AI world, we talk about a model. Okay, so to make this simple, the the model is the brains of the program. Okay, so if I say, 
um, hey, AI model, what's the weather like? The model is the thing that's going to go out, figure out what the weather's like, make the answer, right? And that's it. So we have been building those AI models around various um, various uh, information requests, et cetera, for many, many, many years. And the success of what chat GPT has brought is the ability to interact with that model, okay? And that's that's critical. So AI has been functional for decades. It has not been approachable except in the last, Right. 24 months or so. And that's that's where chat GPT is seeing a lot of success. Now, how do they relate that interface to those models is exactly what we've been working on for the past year or so. And we've been doing this, you know, both internally and in conjunction with other parties. And those interfaces we're going to start exposing here in the next few months. And those interfaces will allow you know, the layman or somebody who's not well versed in AI doesn't know the ins and outs of models or writing code or talking to a computer, et cetera, to talk to those models. So, you know, how would say George be if he's interested in the, I don't know, the latest, greatest Agoracom rumor um, <laughs> that's online, find out where it started and where it's going. And, you know, well, we can do that. Yeah. And, and does, you know, with can these you do interfaces that I'm like talking about. Can yeah, you go do ahead. it affordably? Will it be a situation where, because five years ago, AI was probably super expensive for you to create, for something mm -hmm. like me to, are we getting to that level now where it's uh, it's it's going to be for the layman? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are fastly, fastly approaching that. And I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing these applications pop up everywhere in the next 12 to 18 months, as there's now public awareness that this stuff actually works. You know, it's not nebulous. It's not this pie in the sky. It's not some robot computer sitting in the back of the internet that nobody's ever talked to, right? Or ever the Wizard seen. of Oz. Yeah, it's not the Wizard of Oz back there just pulling the strings. It's real and people can interact with it. They can talk to it. They can receive feedback from it. And like you said earlier, they're going to be talking to these bots, whether they like it or not. Uh, very soon. And honestly, you may not be able to distinguish them from humans. Yeah, well, I'll tell you uh, how I use it. There was a controversy online about a Philadelphia player, Flyers hockey player, and the LGBT community kind of clashed a little bit. And I asked, I saw a post from a journalist, and I put that to ChatGPT and I said, provide me with a response to this journalist, to this tweet that has these parameters, uh, no profanity, and, you know, make sure. And it was amazing. And I just copied, pasted, and, and nobody had a clue that that was ChatGPT doing their response, not me. So how does it change your business, Marsh? Because I've always viewed you guys as you're providing AI solutions to the highest levels of, of government, multi-billion dollar conglomerates around the world, and a lot of unnamed entities in Silicon Valley or entity or entities in Silicon Valley. Does, will you continue to go that route or will you now because the layman retail and, you know, that world has opened up, will you start providing solutions to the everyday person as well? Almost like you're going from B to B, will you be adding a, a B to C component? Well, we will announce any plans to do B to C uh, as they come, you know, as they come up, we're not going to stop supplying solutions to governments and large corporations. You know, as we not. said, that's going to continue, but definitively, 
we will be opening up the tech. You know, this is something that we've been working on for years now. So, you know, the, I guess the mantra was get it right first, right? And then let's make it accessible. So, you know, Nexology and our clients have been working on making this stuff correct and right and actionable for many, many years now. And, you know, as of about 12, 12 months ago, 18 months ago or so, you know, everybody had decided, yep, this stuff's working. It's actionable. Now we need to focus on the approachability portions of it, right? Because the reason that we are, you know, providing solutions to large corporations, large governments, et cetera, for the most part, is they have the resources to take advantage of it, okay? So if you have all the data in the world and you can't make any actionable decisions around no. it, it's useless, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I might as well just, you know, I can go sit on top of the library and if I don't ever read a book, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, they've got the, the same biggest thing. problem and they've got the resource to solve it. So that's why they've always been the ideal customer. That's right. Um, and, you know, they've had the computing power, the, you know, all the uh, whole reams of PhD mathematicians, uh, you know, at their disposal, et cetera. Whereas, you know, say Air Canada or Delta are not going to have those types of resources laying around just because, right? You know, these are highly specialized, highly recruited resources that just, you know, if you're going to invest there, invest. If you don't, you don't. That is changing and has changed in many ways, right? So now, you know, we've been focusing on this, not just us, obviously, chat GPT, and many other people, you know, you know, in this space have recognized that accessibility is an issue. And so what are we doing? We're bringing that accessibility to people. So yeah, you will see awesome. uh, these offerings coming out, you will see them, you know, as the months progress, et cetera, you know, these are going to be opening up and expect a ton of information coming out from us and, you That's know, in the awesome. next couple quarters about how this is going to work and how we're opening things up. I'm dying to ask you just to give us tidbits, but I know you have the tightest lips of anybody in the planet because that's the way you're built, given the entities and the secret information you work with. But suffice to say, I can't wait. I'm just you saying that means I cannot wait to see what you guys are going to be coming out. By the way, what's all this done for the company's pipeline? I mean, you've always had a strong pipeline, <laughs> uh, you know, and then you start popping Silicon Valley contracts on us. We didn't even know those were in the pipeline. All of a sudden they start popping up. Has all of this AI craze led even more businesses to think, hey, I've always known about it. I'm George Com Industries. I've always known about AI, but I've never really thought about how it could be. Now I got to now I got to get into my business. I need some solutions. Let's call somebody. Has has that happened? Is the are the light bulbs turning on at even at the business level and you're getting more and more calls and the pipelines potentially expanding? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said earlier, that the the removing of that accessibility barrier has really opened this up. So what we're seeing in the last few months is, you know, people realizing that, hey, AI is not just a tool you know, you know, that is in the works back there somewhere only accessible to, you know, the people with the most resources. I can use it, you know. I don't have to be Amazon. I don't have, you know, I don't have to be Tesla. I don't, you know, I don't have to be Saudi Aramco or somebody like that to put this to use for me. 
So what we're seeing is, you know, the mom and pop shops are coming up saying, hey, how can I use this in my business? Or the small to medium things are saying, hey, how can I put this to use for me? We're not in, but it's not just businesses, right? This type of information, predictive analytics, and the stuff that AI can do can be used in anything that humans do at this stage, right? You know, if there's language, we can use it, right? And you're already seeing that in, say, the news. Like chat GPT has already been flagged for, you know, academic fraud. Because <laughs> the first oh, yeah, thing that right. human, yeah, that's the first things that, that humans did. They got AI and they decided to cheat. Um, <laughs> so, but that's a different discussion, right? Um, but no, those those types of applications are boundless. And so we're really seeing, you know, the public wake up to, hey, not only can I use this AI for, you know, problems that I designate, um, but it can definitively help me there. So you got to think about it like this. Every interaction you've ever had with AI has been dictated to you. Okay. What do I mean by that? Okay. You use Google Maps. Did you tell Google Maps? Hey, uh, Google Maps, I want you to go out and find me, you know, the best path between A and B due to traffic right now. No, it was built that way. And Google said, here's a tool. You can do this with it. Just punch okay. in the address. That's all you need to do. Yeah. What does it do, though? Well, it finds you the best route between A and B based on, you know, current traffic conditions and your mode of transportation. Great. AI is in that. Definitively using AI for this type of stuff. Definitively. But can you do anything else with it? No, you can't. That's the real kicker, right? Once that barrier goes down, the ideas come out. Right. The right. application yeah, is a very endless. specific use case, and there's nothing else you can do. That is it. That's right. Now, once you give people access to these tools, Oh, they'll build it. I mean, look at the internet. Look what happened originally. Okay, so some academics, some guys publishing papers, et cetera. Now it's the greatest thing on earth and it doesn't take long. These are the changes you're gonna see. It's gonna explode. As soon as you can put this tool into every person's hands, they are going to use it and you're gonna see applications that we've never even thought about. And that leads me to my next question. And I know these next two questions we could talk about for two hours, but I'm always going to do like a rapid fire here because I'm sure people think about it at home, which is one, is artificial intelligence, should people be afraid that artificial intelligence are going to take their jobs away or will AI create even more jobs in the future? Well, for that answer, George, I'd like to look to history because, you know, I can't look to the future. And if I could, you know, I wouldn't work. <laughs> um in the past, when this has happened, I guess the most recent example would be the Industrial Revolution. You know, we saw this in the past. You know, uh, the printing press is going to take away scribes' jobs 500, 600 years ago. No, it didn't. It resulted in an explosion of books, more people writing. Anybody can write a book now, right? You can write a book, you can self publish, go on Amazon, bang, there you go. You're ready to go. Same thing, Industrial Revolution. We're not going to have any more jobs, et cetera. No, it just created more jobs. We're all still here. We're still employed. The human rights is still going on. We had the same argument when, you know, when um, cars came about. I mean, what are the horses going to do? Well, the horses have jobs. We're all good. This is going to be the same thing. Humanity will adjust. 
You know, this will create jobs. Like I said, stuff's going to come out that we've never even thought about. And those are going to be the jobs of the future, right? We're going to be thinking, you know, now it will definitely reduce the easy stuff, manual labor, things like this. And, you know, past that, it'll reduce things like writing small sets of instructions, you know, um, ordering groceries, delivering groceries, delivering pizza. You know, you're going to see all these things. But will Second it question. You know, set us back to where we can't work or, you know, no, that's not going to happen. Second question for you. Should we fear, I, and this is more just a little fun talk here, but should we fear AI? Because you, you hear some people saying, if, if artificial intelligence really gets going, uh, it could end the human race. Do you, do you, do you have the, any of those? Should we be afraid of that? Um, personally, no, I don't think so. I'm more afraid of humans, right? So that's that's just me. I'm really, you know, AI is a tool. It's just like any other tool humanity has invented. It can be used for good. It can be used for evil. You know, like we said earlier, the first thing that made the news with chat GPT is people cheating on their exams, right? So, you know, it's going to happen, right? Um, but, you know, we've had tools in the past. We have tools now that are super destructive, right? And, you know, we're still here. So, I don't fear AI. I don't fear tools. You know, if you're going to fear, reserve that for the humans. And I'm glad you gave that answer because I, I thought that would be your answer, but I didn't know. Because I think the guys were on TV talking about doom and gloom and you see these articles, AI could end the human race. They just want, it's just clickbait, right? But I want to hear yeah. from someone like you who's, who's, who's really objective and, uh, and, give a great, and give a great answer. By the way, I saw some the other day when someone said, why are people afraid of AI? When we created calculators, we thought, oh, that's it. Math is done. Kids are never mm -hmm. gonna do math again. It's gonna rely on these calculators. They're all gonna be stupid. And we're gonna lose, and we're gonna lose math, you know, as a skill. And if anything, it just accelerated. So I agree, my man. We could talk for two hours about AI, but glad to hear that something is coming uh in terms of Nexus Smart. I can't wait to see it. Um, and congratulations on what you guys were able to do ending off the year with the, you know, the first phase of that big $40 million AI government contract the Silicon Valley AI contracts, and looks like there's more to come. Thanks for joining us today, man. Can't wait to have you back. Thanks for having me, George. Always a pleasure. And by the way, are you an AI avatar or is that actually you? No, no, How this is artificial me. <laughs> uh, you've, been, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcasts on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to the AI avatar version of Marshall Gunter, the CEO or the AI CEO of Datametrics AI. Tracing Canada and Stock Simple DM for a friends of the S DTMXF. Guys, for those of you who listen to this and watch this and are really excited about what you hear and you want to do your next step of due diligence, because you should. We know where artificial intelligence is going now. Get to the company's profile page on Agoracom. Do your first step of deep dive diligence there because we know there's a lot of tech. We broke it down to layman's terms for you so you can really understand what the company does in layman's terms. And then hop over to the company's website follow them on social media, stay up to date with them, do your deep dive due diligence. Just don't say 12 months from now, we didn't tell you so. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself 
by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.